When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Podcast One presents The Doctor and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show with Heather and Terry Dubrow. Does it work or is it a crock? No worries. Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig are on the case. This is Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig. I'm Heather Dubrow. This is Dr. Terry Dubrow. So what's going on in the news today? Um, the news? Meaning what? Just making a conversation. Oh. Um, you know, we did press all day for botched. How was that? It was, uh, it was interesting. We, they do this thing at NBC Universal where they take the entire Back to the Future lot and put out all of these Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, People, all of these things. And you go boom, boom, ba boom, ba boom. And then you go inside and you interview with all of the, um, you know, print media. And then you go to another place to interview for the paper. I mean, for the, uh, radio mm-hmm. and then it's like it's amazing how efficient it is in like three hours you can do a hundred different media sites very good yeah and so we're talking about may 9th at 9 p.m is the premiere of new season of botched and we talked about what makes botched different this season than all the other seasons mm-hmm. so that's what we've been talking about cool. today. how's paul paul's uh paul's good paul is admitted now that his girlfriend's – he's come out. He said, said her name. said her name and he said that she has moved in with him. He told everyone that? Everyone that. Wow. Yeah. So Crazy. there's no more swiping right there. No. He's done. And you know, I keep asking him, so what's with the Ferrari? I mean, what do you need a Ferrari for if you've got a girlfriend? How, yeah. how weird is that? You put your girlfriend in the Ferrari? I mean, don't you – Watch. Maybe she'll start driving the Ferrari. I doubt he'll let her do that. No? No. And what's interesting – Is that it, like his main car? Like that's what he drives no. every day? He drives – Unless he has the kids? He has a Tesla uh-huh. that he drives pretty much every day. He has a Ferrari that for I th- – For fancy occasions? The Ferrari? The Ferrari that I think he essentially never drives. Really? I, I think when you have a Ferrari, when, you know there are certain things you have, at least I've always been this way. If it's so incredibly precious and nice, you don't use it. I have a white Chanel jacket that's leather that I've never worn. Yeah, it's like that. It's too nice. Right. I'm afraid it's going to get ruined. But his, but I don't feel that way about cars, though. Well, he would, you might feel that way about his car. Because it's so expensive, you It's mean? like he got the first one of its kind in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it's extraordinarily expensive. It's also 
extraordinarily nice and loud and uncomfortable and low. For example, if you want to pull up into a gas station, you have to, before you get up, even to that part that just goes up the ramp going up, you <coughs> essentially have to stop. Lift up the car on these things, this push button thing, to get over that little bump that goes up. From, so you don't scrape the so bottom. You scrape the bottom. Huh. And as you're coming down, you have to stop before you go into the street. It's crazy. Hmm. So I don't I don't know that he really drives that car that much. But you know, let's face it. When you're that age, Paul's advanced age, ah. you get a car that you know. Well, I mean, why, why do you, why does a person want a Ferrari anyway? Like I, I do. I, uh, well, either you like sports cars, you like driving a sports car, you like sitting low and it, they're sexy, or you want to impress people, or you want to get girls. Yeah. So I think That's in his case, list, it's right? a girls thing. But now that he has a girlfriend, then to your point, why do you need it? Exactly. So I kept bugging him all day. So what's the fate of the Ferrari? That's the question of the day. And uh, he claims, oh, I like the car, la la la. But is he really going to go out on a date uh, with the Ferrari and the girlfriend? Uh, yeah, why not? Beginning stages, still in the honeymoon phase. By the way, moved in. She's moved right. in. I don't think they're really in the beginning stages. <laughs> she moved no, out from isn't Arizona. There still like a honeymoon. Even when you move in to get, I don't know. I never moved in to any, with anyone except you, and we were married. Right. right. So I don't really, I don't really, can't really speak to this. Right. So I kept saying, you know, why buy the cow when the milk is free? I go, mm-hmm. you're drinking for free, buddy. It's meaning don't marry her. I go, no, I didn't mean that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, isn't she concerned you're not going to buy the cow? Apparently not. She moved here. I guess not. I don't think it's actually nice to call women cows. No, I'm not calling her an actual cow. You do, though. You say that to me. You say, by I the bought way, the cow. By the way, well, I did buy the cow. But See? You're, but, you're but, calling but, me a cow. But, by the way, you're the furthest thing from a cow on the planet. I'm you're not even the size of one cow's nice. udder. You know. Is all. Did I'm you not eat ca- today? Did I eat? Yeah. yeah I ate okay. twice today. Oh, okay. Well. I ate the snack on the way. Oh, you took the snack took after the snack. all that conversation this it, morning? The Ina put it in the car. I told Terry that our, um, our chef had made a mistake. He's like, I don't want a snack. Well, because I like to control my eating, particularly when we're going out. Yeah. I want to make sure that I can splurge. Now, uh-huh. now I've eaten twice. Oh, I ate once of that press thing, but I just had chicken. It was terrible chicken. Yicky. Gig chicken. Gig chicken. Yeah. And uh, Oh, and I might have had chicken sausage too. A piece of chicken sausage. So you were very chicken heavy today. I'm, I'm – <laughs> Do you know our book is coming out in October? I talked a lot about that today. By the way, the the entire executive staff at E was asking me about they all want a copy of the book, of mm-hmm. course. They're all they all want the full Debro diet plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very excited about it. And what's funny is Paul admitted today that he lost that thirty pounds on the Debro diet. He did? He did. He did. He did. It's yeah. true. So he went on the Debro diet, lost 30 pounds. That's awesome. He doesn't like to say 30 because he didn't want anybody to think he was that overweight. Ah. He said 12. I go, you mean the last 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because people – like I'm not a big scale stepper runner. But uh, most people who have gained weight, they don't they don't want to step on the scale, which is totally understandable because I've had periods of my life like having kids and stuff like that. You don't, you don't want to know that sort of thing, right? Right. And, it, you know, if you step on the scale, there's no like 
there's no margins, meaning you can't go, well, maybe the jeans shrunk or maybe this like just doesn't fit because, you know, whatever. You can it's make not a, negotiable. It's not negotiable. That's what I mean. Unless you've had sushi the night before. <laughs> or your PMS. Then you could gain an unfortunate four to six pounds. Yeah. I mean, sushi or Asian food the night before weighing. Are you into diuretics? Because you know what's funny? Diuretics is a sponsor of our show. Really? And I was so excited when I saw that they were sponsoring our show because do you remember when I was like did that crazy thing before we went to the Maldives and I went on the pill because I didn't get my period because I wanted to have hotel sex and all that kind of thing and I got so bloated. I took Diurex. You did? I did. I would never taken anything like that before. And yeah. I it totally works. Really? Yes. When you have your period, sometimes it just feels like you are in a different body. Your clothes don't fit. Somehow you gain like 100 pounds overnight. You know what I'm talking about. This is because of periodic water weight gain. Diurex promptly relieves water weight gain. Diurex really works and it's the best-selling non-prescription water weight brand. Pick up Diurex at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, that's where I get it, Rite Aid, and so many other retailers so you can start feeling like yourself again. You're going to want to keep Diurex in your medicine cabinet just like I do so you have it every month. I and mean, they, there's like a non-caffeinated version yeah. so you don't get hyped up or anything. Right. I mean, I'm not really into prescription diuretics for for diuresis. But, Why is that? Well, because they have side effects. They have side effects. They have a very, you know, uh, significant effect <clears throat> on the renal tubular system. Got it. And if there's a natural way of doing it, absolutely. And that's what Diurex is, right? Yeah, totally. Sometimes, though, I feel like maybe a prescription is sometimes better than. Uh, homeopathic kind of or natural method. I'm just thinking about, you know, how like I never go to the bathroom. I like my whole colon area. I just don't function that well. So I tried the tea and the natural thing. And I just find that it's not, um, it's not like scientific enough. You just don't know when, when it's all going to happen. <laughs> right. Well, you can't, it's not as dosed, uh, response dependent. There you go. And so, you have uh, lots of fancy words tonight. Well, I am a doctor. There you go. You know, there's that thing. So um, the thing with diuretics is, in terms of prescriptions, is diuretics are, are indicated, which means they're supposed to be uh, prescribed for a very narrow set of circumstances. And taking a little bit of fluid off yep. is not an indication for diuretics. You know, fluid overloads an indication for diuretics, congestive heart failure, very, very specific disease states. So if you want to take a natural diuretic in order to sort of lighten your fluid load, that's fine, just as long as it doesn't have significant side effects, which diuretics doesn't, right? Right, no. But Lasix or hydrochlorothiazide, which is, you know, a very – it's called diazide, which is a very common diuretic, is something that I've seen girls get and use. And I don't know how they've convinced their doctors to do that so that they can cut weight, you know. Oh, God. I mean the best way to cut weight, let's face it, is to sweat it out. What do you think about um – like those clothing, like people wearing clothing to cut weight. You know, like the fighters do that. You know, they bulk up and then at the last minute they got to cut weight before an event. Didn't wasn't there a That's sweating? Yeah, wasn't there a celebrity that did that and passed out? Yes. Who was it? Was uh, it like Eddie Murphy? Not Eddie Murphy. Eddie? No. Oh, it was a a, a black comedian did it. Yeah. I think it was Hart or something like that. 
did it a couple times. He was trying to cut weight. And for, passed out wearing and, like a plastic suit and, out running. Very right. dangerous, right? Uh, cutting weight very aggressively is very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. The only reason to cut weight is if you're a UFC fighter <laughs> and you want to make weight or a box or you want to make weight for a, a match coming up. I have to say there is something very nice about sweating. I am, historically wasn't really a sweater even at the gym. I just wasn't a big sweater. And then I don't know. Sometimes I do. It, it depends. But at that boxing class I take, they turn off the air. Ugh. I am a puddle. I can't stand that. I cannot work out without It's not flow. hot like hot yoga. It's just not cold. Yeah, I like I like. Moving. You'd be okay with this temperature. Yeah, but I like moving air. You know me. I don't like it. I have, in a treadmill, I have to have the fan on. Yeah, and in yeah. our gym at home, I not only turn our treadmill fan on, I have a giant fan and I turn the air conditioning on. <laughs> and then you have Blanky. Yeah. I saw a treadmill today on uh, Instagram. You know, like they sell stuff. Uh-huh. You know, you get those ads. And it's a slimline treadmill, okay? It's five feet long, but it's super skinny. But it's just the bottom piece. And you can like put it under your bed. But I was thinking to myself, man, like how do you get off that thing? Very carefully. Yeah, there's, there's no there's hand nothing, There's bar. no handbar, mm-hmm. huh? Interesting. It's for home use, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, studies have been done. It's interesting where – by the way, I've been hearing Paul say it's interesting. Every and time, now you're saying and it. I'm saying it. Studies have been done when they com- where they compare the calorie burn yeah. to uh, when you're in hot environments versus colder environments. And, and? whether, you know, you get a better workout – Running or uh, in the heat or running in the cold. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's been shown you get a better workout typically in the cold because you go longer and you run harder. Is that under the same category? Do you remember what people used to say about water? Like people used to say if you drink cold water, it's better for you because your body like burns calories warming it up. Yeah. I mean if you're really cold. Is that true? Yeah. It is yeah. true. If you drink cold water, it burns no, your calories? No, because it's so minimal anyway. I would think that as soon as it hits your 98.6, it's like good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. By the way, did we talk about – we talked about stress a couple weeks ago, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, my phone is blowing up right now with the twins. Why? What do they want? Oh, they're just very 14. I talked about this on Heather Dubrow's World today, but we – yeah, but nothing that needs to be answered right now. Well, yes, right? because we're leaving for New York tomorrow, and Max waited till the exact last second to pack. And I had told her I'd help her last night, and she refused to do it. And so now she's doing it now, and, and she, I, you know, I have to make sure she's dressed appropriately. And of course, a person with a gazillion things in her closet has nothing to wear. Of course, yeah. Before we take a quick break, I've got to tell you about Brandless. If you want to spend only three bucks an item for like healthy, organic, amazing stuff, stay and listen to this. Brandless is a new kind of company, a community that puts people first. Brandless makes hundreds of better for you everyday essentials, including organic products, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, cruelty-free, clean beauty and personal care, non-toxic cleaners, and home goods. Brandless cuts out the middleman and ships direct, saving you an average of 40% on cost markups. Brandless is the healthy online grocery store where everything costs. Are you ready? Are you sitting? $3. Yes. Brandless.com lets you buy high quality, better for your products for just $3 each. Everything from foods, snacks, cleaning supplies, healthcare needs, office supplies, and so much more. I mean, food 
How could you get a better value than $3 for organic maple syrup and honey? $3. Organic extra virgin olive oil and extra virgin olive oil spray. $3. Paper, napkins, tissues, and plates made from sugarcane and bamboo grass so they're tree-free. $3. Are you getting the point here? So you and your family can eat an all-natural, non-GMO meal that'll cost less than fast food. Brandless donates a meal with every purchase through their partnership with Feeding America. I so love it's in that. The, yeah, it's an incredible company. Again, everything costs just $3. you got to go check it out at brandless.com. So start building your Brandless box today and get free shipping on your first order at brandless.com. Better everything for everyone, all $3, brandless.com. Hey, if you like our show, then look out. The Lady Gang podcast is hitting you up every Tuesday and Thursday on Podcast One. Join Becca Tobin, Jack Vanek, and Kelty Knight. Talk to amazing guests like Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams, and Bachelor Nation's Corinne Olympios. Then answer your burning questions with Lady Gang quickies. Download the Lady Gang podcast at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Also remember to rate and review. This is Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig with Terry and Heather Dubrow. Honey, I have a question for you. Yes. How is this season of Botch different than last season? Uh, You know, what we've discovered, and this is so weird, you would think after five seasons of Botched, right, or four seasons, that people would get the idea that plastic surgery is dangerous. Not to go to foreign countries. Not to go to foreign countries, not to go to people who aren't board certified, make sure you ask your doctor if he's got privileges to do the procedure in the hospital, and that they both volume of plastic surgery is down and the complications are down. As it turns out, there's been an explosion in the complications. Why do you think that is? I think it's because, first of all, there's this thing called Snapchat dysmorphia. Have you ever heard of this? No, but let me just guess what it is, that people are using all their filters on Snapchat. And so when you go look at them, you go, wow, she looks like this. She looks like that. I want to look like that. So you get it done surgically to look like the filter. Yes, it's cl- that's close to what it is, What what's being described as Snapchat dysmorphia. What, what it really is it turning out is being coined to refer to is the fact that people are using so many filters – and altering their own pictures so much and posting so much on social media of them looking altered and different and better, slimmer versions of themselves with a more narrow uh, jawline and so on, that they now get obsessed with the way they have portrayed the way they are looking oh, uh, and they want to look like that. So they want to look like that version of yeah, themselves. So there was a poll done of plastic surgeons asking them, what percent of you, plastic surgeons in this poll, have had patients come in with their Snapchat or Instagram photos saying, I want to look like this version of me. Oh, have you ever had that? I have. Really? Yep, I have. It used to be that patients would come in and show you really bad pictures of themselves Uh and say, I want to fix this. And I always just say to them, you don't look like this. Yeah. You, I mean, you just found a bad picture of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't undergo surgery and take all the risks for one bad photo you took. All right. So, but now they're coming in. And by the way, the answer is 55% of plastic surgeons wow. have noted. Natalie was saying today that there's something called Realgram, maybe? Yeah. And it's people posting pictures of themselves, like posing in the right angle and then like kind of side-by-side pictures like two seconds later of what they really look like when they stand normal. I love that. Isn't that cool? That's Because cool- we were talking about some celebrities that we saw online, uh, on social media, posting pictures of themselves on vacation and then the paparazzi photos. Oh, they're completely different. They're completely different. But I mean, 
the ones we were looking at, like the paparazzi photos didn't look bad. They just didn't look like – Some of them look pretty bad. You know, of some celebrities. But this is why celebrities don't like to go out or well, get private homes. I'm convinced so that if you're a paparazzi and you take 200 photos of a celebrity walking on the beach, you're going to pick out the worst two to try to sell. Well, of course. Yeah. So look that, how bad so and so looks. So there, that's even worse. And and what what has compounded the problem of this Snapchat dysmorphia is that. If you post a photo that doesn't look very good, you may get comments from people saying, hey, you don't look very good. You may get trolled upon. This is why I don't put filters on my photos because when I when people meet me, I don't want them to go, ooh, wow. Right. So we think that because people now are presenting an idealized version of themselves online, that it's putting even more pressure on them to look a certain way. And that's causing an explosion in plastic surgery. Wow. And so that and, of course, the other thing, which is – The Kardashians. The Kardashian effect. <laughs> the thing that's happening now is some procedures that actually haven't been around for that long, like plumping the lips and putting fat in the butt. We're now realizing they're a lot more dangerous than we realized. Kim Zolciak was putting filler in her earlobes. Yeah. I, by the way, I think that's safe. <laughs> it seems safe, but I just never heard of it. She was saying – I thought it was actually a good idea. She was saying she put some filler in her earlobe so that her earrings stood straight. Yeah, because your earlobes, like everything else, can deflate. And so um, putting – that that's a very – Well, the earlobe hmm. in general is kind of like a floppy item. It is, but once you lose facial fat yeah. or collagen and it starts to deflate, it, you know, that I almost sort of understand because you – let's face it. You put – Jewelry in your ears. No, no, I agreed with it, but I looked at it. But I, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it's something I was not obsessed with before. And then after I saw her post, I became obsessed staring at my earrings and realizing that my studs point down. Oh, look. Yeah, but that's not the reason most people put. Filling that's why she did it, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's but what I'm she talking about this did. whole like Instagram social media thing where we're watching ourselves, watching other people, evaluating ourselves, evaluating what other people are doing, how they look, how that reflects upon me and what I'm doing, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So because of this explosion in the volume of plastic surgery and the fact that more than 50% of cosmetic surgery is done by non-plastic surgeons, we're just seeing a gigantic increase in the number of complications. And this season botch really shows the buttock complications. And um, what what we're realizing is that buttock fat transfer is causing a lot of fatalities in this country. Really? So people do the fat transfer more than the implant? Yes. Oh, less than 10% of buttock augmentation is done with implants. Huh. It's done with fat. And so, what, so what does that mean, really? Because you explained this to me, and I don't think people understand this, about how people gain weight and then – because I asked you. I said, but if you gain weight and you suck it out of your stomach, let's say, mm -hmm. and you stick it in your butt, then when you lose the weight, won't it go away? And you said no. No, because that buttock fat is now sort of isolated itself from the hormonal influences of the body and it tends not to lose weight as you lose weight. So you got to gain like how many? Like 20, 30 pounds? It depends how much fat you have to start with. If you don't have very much fat, you probably have to gain 20, 30. If you have a good amount of fat, you don't have to gain any necessarily. So you suck the fat out, you inject it in the butt and then you lose the weight. So you have a big butt and small everywhere else. If, if Yeah, if that's, that's your look. You but a lot of people who have fat injected in their butt, they have ample fat right away to inject into their butt. Huh. The problem is if you inject too much or you inject it improperly or you're just unlucky and it gets into the large veins of the butt and those veins, of course, are connected to the veins that 
that take blood back to the heart, that can travel up into your heart and into your lungs. Oof. And that's called a fat embolus. And when that happens, that that's is... That's a PE, right? That's a PE. It's a type of pulmonary embolus composed of fat. The usual type of pulmonary embolus is, is a blood, blood clot. clot yeah. yeah. And so a fat embolus is extraordinarily dangerous. And when you hear about a fatality, particularly in Florida, from butt tr- fat transfer, which is called a Brazilian butt lift, that's what you're hearing about. So that's interesting because when you get a PE, a pulmonary embolus, from a, a blood clot... You go on blood thinners, right? And right. it breaks up the clot. What happens if you have fat in there? There's very little you can do. Do you have to go in surgically? Uh, it doesn't really work because by the time it's sort of spread to the little uh, vacuoles, the little bronchioles in the lungs, you can't really go in there and extract them out. So, so what do you do? You throw them in the ICU. You put them on a ventilator. You give them what's called blood – you give them supportive care, which means you give them medications to raise their blood pressure, to maximize oxygen delivery, and you pray. Oh, That's it. God. Yeah. All for a big butt. All for a big butt. And it's <sighs> happening a lot more. And what I what I saw a lot on Botch this upcoming season is that – it killed a lot of skin in the buttock too because people are still getting illegal substances in the butt. Cardi B just admitted it. Do you believe that? I heard that. So Cardi B said she went to like a pumping party and put some illegal – why would she do that? I think it might have been for money before she was famous. Oh, she did it a long time ago. Not that long ago. How long has she been famous? I don't know. Two Two years? years? Yeah. Yeah, so she could have done it three years ago. So – when you inject, excuse me, inject these substances in your body and they get infected and you have to have tissue removed to relieve you of the infection, it leaves your butt deformed, distorted, and uh, you can be pretty disabled from this because you can't sit on a chair without pain. Anyway, this season of Botch, we see two or three or four of those incredibly deformed buttocks that I was faced with. And at first I thought... <laughs> What am I going to do with this? And uh, I remember this one case in particular that you're going to see where I took her to the operating room with a sort of a general plan, not really knowing exactly what I was going to do, which is not a good place to be in <laughs> because, you know, you sort of have supposed to have the plan out, you know, very carefully. And of right. course, it always changes. But I thought, you know, I'll just sort of take it apart, I think, and then move this over there and try to – and the first 45 minutes of the operation, I thought to myself, I have no clue. My plan A minus turned into like plan zero. I had nothing. And then I just sort of went into a Zen thing and kind of – started stapling this piece of tissue to that piece of tissue. You it the, together. Yeah, and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. And I said, I think I'm onto something. And it sort of incredibly worked out. That's so cool. I know. You must be very proud of that. Uh, I'm very happy for her because she's very happy. And she had a really crazy, crazy problem. Terry and I both love Secret. We've been using it for absolutely years, and there's a new active deodorant for women. He's going to steal it from me anyway. Made by Secret. It's called Secret Active. It is activated by activity, so it's designed to work when you're moving around. It works all day long because you don't want to spend your time reapplying deodorant all the time. It's all good to sweat, and it's healthy to sweat, but you want to sweat and, hi, smell good. You don't want to see your friend at the gym and go, oh, my God, hi. Ew, you smell. 
Secret Active uses sweat-activated technology. It has odor-neutralizing molecules to trap odor, lock it away, and then replace it with a fragrance. It works all day long because... Who wants to reapply deodorant every time your heart rate goes up? So if you're active, you need a product like Secret Active. Can we talk about something topical? Yes. Are we having a date tonight? So we are... Don't tell me what it is. So we're having a date tonight um, that involves basically a celebration for Mother's Day. I'm very excited. You never surprise me. Right. And... um, I'm touching up my makeup. I don't know if you'll like it or not this okay. is a date this is a date that is completely targeted to you oh yeah. that's exciting yeah and um i hope you like it oh and that's so sweet you're you're an amazing mother you unfortunately you have four kids and two were very ungrateful and, and douchey and last night unfortunately two of them are 14 years old so you're getting like a double dose of the 14s Ugh. And, you know, there appears to be no end in sight with that 14-year-old thing. So I thought I would take you out on a date that I think is tailored for you. You know, you're hard to design a date for because, you know, you've been dating this guy for so long that, you know, he's already done everything fantastic for you. This guy being me, of course. Okay. Yes. And then it may end up in the evening with some Barry White music and – Oh, boom, bounce, chicka, wow. Okay, well, I am touched up. I am ready. I got fishnets on, very clazy ones, not hookery ones. Yeah, you look amazing. Thank you. So it's funny because a lot of people at the network were asking me about the Debro diet. And one of the head of- How do we go from our date night to that? Because I want I wanted to go back to this one oh, thing I okay. thought was very interesting. It, uh, she wanted to know, because she had heard the Debro diet makes your skin better. Oh. Yeah. And I said, how did you hear that? She goes, it's sort of people are talking about the Debro diet and not only does it have, you know, positive weight benefits, but anti-aging, anti-aging. And the way it makes your skin better is that weirdly, when you go into this Debro diet state, it neutralizes antioxidants and free radicals. And that sounds, whenever I hear that term, it neutralizes antioxidants. It sounds like such BS to me. I always felt that was such a BS phrase. I know. You should look at me, my face, and my body from last year to this year. You should see Paul. You should see everybody who's on the Debro diet, it, the Greg and Tammies. I mean, their skin is, it's in, it's so good how it's working on the skin. It's amazing. I have to say, I mean, we started writing. We, when did we start writing this book? Two years ago. You're, well, two years ago. Right. I mean, we con- we this we wrote this book very very quickly because we were living like this. We kept talking about it and developing it. So when it actually came time to let's say put pen to paper, it was very easy because we were already doing it. What I'm interested in is last time we were on Steve Harvey, he wanted to go on this diet. Did so he stick to we it? Sent, sent the diet. We're, I'm going to see him Tuesday. Paul and I are doing a show for yep. Botched. Right. And it'll be interesting to see. I don't know whether I bring up and go, "Hey, uh, you don't look chubby. You still look chubby." <laughs> I don't know. You know, do I bring it up or let him bring it up or what? So I don't really know. I know we're gonna have fun talking about Paul and Brittany and the Ferrari because Steve Harvey's very into dating. You know, oh, really? Pe- well, not him. I mean, he's very into people dating and their love lives. He's written several books about this. Did you know that? I, well, that's what – didn't we talk about our next book being about relationships? Yeah. Or that's our next book. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just think the autophagy effects, which I think is so fabulous, it, it, 
A U T O P H A G Y. Go look it up. Go look it up and look at how it neutralizes toxins and makes your skin, your hair, your nails, everything better. And and then go pre-order the Debro Diet book because it, it this is not just. Two people who think they know a cool way of dieting. This is massively successful, easy-to-do dieting that makes the pounds melt off. It totally works, and it's completely scientific. Yeah. You're going to love it. So that's it. I am, I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Yeah. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. We're done? We're done. Well, we Thanks for listening to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig with Terry and Heather Dubrow. Download new episodes every week on the Podcast One app, iTunes, or at PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. I'm Richard Blaze. Check out celebrity chef Richard Blaze's podcast, Starving for Attention, every Tuesday on Podcast One. That's right, you weirdos. Join him in the walk-in as he talks to stars of the food world, including Flynn McGarry, Dakota Weiss, and Naisha Arrington. I've realized that we can use the podcast to our advantage. What advantage is that? Get lunch. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Download today on PodcastOne.com and the Podcast One app or on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, leave a rating and review. Until next week, stay hungry.